Hello, and welcome to Glens Falls Today Morning Brief. Our top story today is a big one, a look at the housing shortage currently facing Warren County and the surrounding regions. I'm Gary Scott, and today is Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. Other stories in the morning brief today, Warren County DPW's youngest employee, the upcoming fire and ice event in Glens Falls, and the unseasonably warm temperatures that have once again delayed the opening of Lake George's ice castles. But first, before we get into our stories, I want to let you know that if you're looking for a place to advertise your local business, Glens Falls today could be the perfect solution. Our goal is to provide free and convenient access to important local news, but more importantly, we want to support and represent our community. And what better way to do that than by helping to spread the word about the great local businesses in the Greater Glens Falls area. For example, I would like to say a quick thank you to one of our community partners, DeRazio Peterson Law Firm in Saratoga Springs. They believe in educating individuals about their legal rights, empowering them to stand up for those rights, and guiding them toward the right decisions in difficult situations. And if you own a business in the area as well, you could advertise with us on our website or even right here with me on The Morning Brief. For more information, head over to our website at glensfallstoday.com and thank you for making Glens Falls Today your source for free local news. We've been getting a bit more snow lately, with some on Friday and more again yesterday. This of course means the county DPW workers have been kept busy, and News 10 reports on one Warren County DPW employee in particular. 19-year-old James Binder, the department's youngest crew member, has already put in a year and a half of hard work for the county. He was even called away from his interview with News 10 to take care of a fallen tree. Warren County DPW Superintendent Kevin Hajo said, quote, We've had a hard time lately. It's not just us. Everyone's had a hard time bringing staff in. We've had a couple of younger people come in here, most of them eager to work, and James has done a significant amount in the year and a half he's been here. On a day like Friday, Binder was busy helping to plow roads around Warrensburg, Bolton, and Lake George. One of the certifications he's received in his first 18 months with the county is as a one-person plow operator. While some plow drivers require a second person to operate the plow's wing blade, Bender can do it all himself. James Bender isn't the first person to join DPW staff straight out of high school, but he does come from a legacy of road service as his father is employed at the town of Thurman Highway Department. In a post on Warren County's Facebook page, Bender said coming up around the tools of the DPW trade was what got him interested. News 10 reports in the winter DPW work on non-snowstorm days includes chipping and ditch work. In the summer, employees see more construction work alongside various contractors. The Warren County DPW did have the manpower it needed to handle Friday's weather, however Heja says that if it was 30 inches of snow instead of 3, that might have been a different story. He is hopeful that more young people like Bender will continue to take on an interest in learning the hands-on skills needed to help their communities. Heja said, quote, if they're willing to work hard like James has done, and willing to learn to operate the equipment and drive the trucks, we're happy to have them. There's a lot of older guys that have already driven trucks or done something like this, so this might appeal to them, but there are also younger kids who are more interested in the trades and don't want to go off to college. This is ideal. The third annual Fire and Ice event at Crandall Pond will be hosted by the City of Glens Falls beginning on Friday, February 3rd. 
According to our own Kate Haggerty, with weather and ice safety permitting, this event will go on every Friday night for the month of February from 5.30pm to 9pm. The city will be providing hot chocolate, and they ask that people bring their own mugs, skates, and a chair. This year, a warming tent will also be provided thanks to Garden Time and Glens Falls Motors. Admission is free to this event, but parking is limited, and all children will of course need to be accompanied by an adult. Glens Falls Mayor Bill Cullen said, quote, Skating at Crandall Park is always a fun experience, but there is something to be said about a snowy scene, a cup of hot chocolate, and a bright warm fire. Fire and ice is becoming one of the things that makes Glens Falls special. Ward 3 Councilwoman Diana Palmer has helped manage the event. She said, quote, What makes Fire and Ice so special is that Crandall Pond will be specially lit with six bonfires. Adding to the ambience will be music provided by DJ Peter Wilhelm to make Fire and Ice a unique skating experience. Last year, because of the mild weather, we had to postpone Fire and Ice into March. Thankfully, the upcoming forecast looks promising, but we still have a need for volunteers to run our event. Now before we get into our top story, I want to remind you again that you could advertise your business with us at glensfallstoday.com or right here on The Morning Brief. As our business continues to grow and develop, we strive to help other local businesses do the same. We want to help you spread the word about the great services that you have to offer our community. For more information, visit our website at glensfallstoday.com. The planning and development of the new Fowler Square apartments at the intersection of Bay and Blind Rock Roads across from the SUNY Adirondack campus in Queensbury took nearly a decade. But the Post-Star reports once construction was underway, it did not take long at all to fill them. According to Jim Siplon, president of EDC Warren County, all of the Fowler Square apartments were leased before construction had even been completed. And this high demand for housing isn't exclusive to mid-income rental apartments. Warren County is currently experiencing a housing shortage all the way across the board, from low-income rentals to luxury homes and everything in between. In conjunction with EDC and the Warren County Local Development Corporation, Warren County is now beginning a housing study to quantify the current shortages and develop a long-term plan to address these needs. Nova Gradic, a nationally known consulting firm based in San Francisco, is conducting the study, which will include analysis of demographic and housing statistics, interviews with developers and contractors, and a review of local zoning laws. Another component will be an income analysis to determine what types of housing residents can afford. There will also be a survey of local employers about the level of difficulty the housing shortage causes in the hiring process and the range of salaries for new employees. According to Patricia Tadic of the Warren County Planning Department, the most significant component of the study will be an in-depth market analysis, a facet that is often overlooked in government housing studies. Officials want the study to be more than just a compilation of statistics, but a plan to guide development in the county. The Post-Star reports the study is expected to be completed in late spring or early summer, and be incorporated into new comprehensive plans that are being prepared for the county and the town of Queensbury. Coincidentally, the study comes as housing is expected to be a major topic of discussion in the state legislature and in Congress this year. According to Governor Kathy Hochul in her January 10th State of the State speech, housing development has not kept pace with economic development statewide. She said there were 1.2 million new jobs added in the state over the past decade, but only about 400,000 new homes were constructed. And of course, housing is not only a challenge in Warren County, 
There are also housing shortages in Washington and northern Saratoga counties, as well as many other counties around the region. And among other factors, the housing shortage is driving up the costs of the housing that is available. The fair market rent for a one-bedroom apartment in the Glens Falls Metropolitan Statistical Area, which includes all of Warren and Washington counties, increased from $851 in 2019 to $991 in 2022. And this rate of increase was double that of the state as a whole. The law of supply and demand is also driving up home purchase prices. The median home price locally increased from $320,000 in November 2021 to $350,000 in November 2022, according to the Southern Adirondack Realtors Board, which covers Warren and Northern Washington counties. Inventory of homes for sale over the same time period dropped from 1,075 to 865, and new listings dropped from 528 in November 2021 to 354 in November 2022. The average time on the market for homes that sold dropped from 42 days in November 2021 to 28 days in November 2022. A very quick turnaround. According to Glens Falls Community Development Director Patrick Dowd, higher interest rates intended to slow down inflation are increasing mortgage payments. He said some families that have completed the training and accumulated the necessary savings to qualify for the city's first-time homebuyers program have had to delay their purchases because the higher interest rates would make their monthly payments unmanageable. Some have suggested that rent costs in the area have increased as a result of the many people who moved here during the COVID-19 pandemic because they were able to work remotely. EDC Warren County President Jim Siplon said this is a factor, but there are other contributing demographic trends dating back many years. For example, in 1970, the average size of a household in Warren County was 5 people. Now, it's 1.9 people. This has led to an oversupply of larger houses that older residents have difficulty selling and an undersupply of smaller houses for older residents to move into so that they can sell their current houses. According to Adam Feldman, Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity of Northern Saratoga, Warren, and Washington counties, another contributing factor in the housing shortage are the labor shortages in virtually every career field. So the housing crisis has prompted Habitat for Humanity to diversify its program. The nonprofit organization, in collaboration with Waite House in Glens Falls, is renovating two buildings, one at 37 and 39 Lawrence Street in Glens Falls, and another across the street at 38 and 40 Lawrence Street, to create 10 rental apartments. Habitat for Humanity has also purchased 14 acres of land in Queensbury to construct 27 condominium units to be sold for $199,000 or less to income-qualified buyers. These two projects are in addition to Habitat for Humanity's traditional work of building new single-family homes to be sold at a discount to households earning about $70,000 or less per year. However, Siplon said the solution to the housing crisis is not as simple as increasing supply. He said it has to be the right kind of supply. He said officials need to take a deep breath and evaluate the long-term needs of the region, adding, quote, We're not at that point yet. We're going to have to work at this in a concerted effort for a very long time. And finally, the unseasonably warm weather has once again delayed the opening of the ice castles in Lake George, this time until February 3rd. However, according to Sun Community News, the public will have an opportunity this weekend to experience one aspect of the frozen attraction, which is now under construction. 
According to Ice Castle's East Coast Operations Manager Brad Buellhorn, the Frosty Kingdom's Mystic Light Walk and Polar Pub, both of which are new features this year, will be open for a special public preview this Friday, January 27th from 6pm to 10pm, and on Saturday the 28th from 4pm at no charge. Food, beverages, and adult drinks prepared by the staff of 10 McGillis Public House of Lake George will be available for purchase at the Polar Pub. Last year was the Ice Castle's debut in Lake George, and although it was scheduled to open the first week of January last year, warm weather delayed its opening until January 23rd. This year's weather, far warmer than many previous winters, had already delayed the opening date from early January to the 27th. But in recent days, the continuing warm weather prompted an additional delay until at least the first week of February, according to Lake George Ice Castle's event manager Roger Allen, who noted that the target date for opening could potentially be changed a third time. However, Allen said that long-range weather forecasts looked favorable for the sub-freezing temperatures necessary for castle construction. Buellhorn has said that when the frigid weather does finally arrive, the Ice Castle's Enterprise will be bringing experienced ice crafters to Lake George to ramp up the construction process. And while we're on the subject, The Sun also reports Allen and Ice Castle spokesperson Melissa Smizinski said that locals' days, or admission for $5 on specified days, were restricted this year to only residents of the town and village of Lake George, unlike last year when all Warren County residents were eligible, and this new policy has irked some Warren County officials. At last week's county supervisors meeting, Queensbury at-large supervisors Rachel Sieber and Brad McGowan as well as Glens Falls Ward 3 Supervisor Claudia Bramer, expressed concern that only Lake George residents were eligible for locals' days. Bramer said the Ice Castle's attraction was a county government-supported project and that the Ice Castle's corporation has been receiving $50,000 per year in county occupancy tax money to underwrite promotional costs. Responding to these concerns, County Administrator John Taflin said that countywide locals' days were still under negotiation, and he predicted that Mondays in February would each be designated to host residents of specified Warren County towns and the city of Glens Falls. However, Buellhorn confirmed this week that only Lake George town and village residents would be eligible for locals' days, noting they indeed would be held on Mondays during February, except on holidays and during the week of school break. McGowan and Sieber also raised questions about the Polar Pub, Sieber questioning whether it would be swamped with people, while McGowan was wary of the potential legal liability it might pose for the county. So I'm sure we will hear more about this going forward. But for now, that is all I have got for the morning brief today. Again, I am Gary Scott for Glens Falls Today, and as always, thank you for listening. Our goal for the morning brief is to provide you with quick and convenient access to the most important news around the greater Glens Falls area. So if you love the show, you can support us by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and recommending us to a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more local news you need to know. I'm Gary Scott, and this is Glens Falls Today Morning Brief.